Thanks. I appreciate you stopping by. I'm going to continue my interview now with Jerry Perna, whose uh, nephew, Maddie Perna, was at the Capitol on January 6th. And the question I'm asking her here is a simple one. Did he have plans to go inside the Capitol? No, no. He was just kind of caught up in the crowd. You know, there was a lot of instigators within the crowd that, you know, when the announcement was made that Mike Pence certified the election, um, people were riling the crowd up. Matt was in in like a bottleneck of people, he couldn't move. He said it was like elbow to elbow. And before he knew it, he was up in front of the door and the door had been previously opened. He also said there were no barriers by the time he reached the Capitol. So there wasn't any signage or anything that made him think he wasn't allowed to go on the grounds. And then he went through a bit, through a door, a lot of pushing and shoving behind him. And he gets in and the police didn't ask anybody to leave, and, and somebody just sent me video footage yesterday of Matt just casually walking through. Wow. With, and, and it was like, wow, it couldn't have been any more peaceful than that. It's uh, Jerry Perna, G-E-R-I-P-E-R-N-A. Go follow her on X, follow her on uh, Instagram as well. I think I just followed you earlier, either last night or today. And uh, and I really appreciate everything that you're doing in Matt's memory. Go to rememberingmattperna.com, rememberingmattperna.com. So he goes, and, and there's no signage. We keep on, my whole life I've heard that it's the people's house, so going up there doesn't seem to be an issue. I know there are, there are proper tours and so on, usually through the House of Representatives, but it's the Capitol, it's the people's house, we own it, we pay the bills, and he goes in. Does he break any law other than he was in a so-called restricted area that he didn't know was restricted? Did he break any, did he break any windows, any doors? Did he break any signs inside? Did he hit somebody with a flag? No. What did he do while he was in there? He didn't touch anything. He didn't break anything. He had no altercations. Um, he basically just walked through with his cell phone. I think he was live streaming on Facebook. And um, and he went out the back door and um, later went back to his hotel. And he did a live stream video of him and the people he was there with. And he was very calm and cool. You could actually watch the video on my website because somebody had the wherewithal to download it before Facebook deleted it. Good. And he's very calm and cool. And he just basically is saying, you know, Mike Pence proved himself to be a traitor today. But but don't worry, this isn't over yet. Yeah. And those words came back to haunt him because they used those as um, a terrorist um, threat. When he said, don't worry, this isn't over yet, Matt was saying this because he truly believed the election results were going to be investigated and the truth was going to come out. Which has never happened, by the way. And, and Mike Pence no. that day, whether he was a traitor or the guy who just didn't listen to the president, I'm not sure. What we know for those who are watching and listening, and this is, this is fact from Trump's attorney, Christina Bob, who was on my show, the president only asked Mike Pence to send the, the envelopes back to the states that were asking for them back. There were state legislators, either individually or groups of legislators in states, who said, Mr. Vice President, we're not sure we sent you the right delegates. We might have sent you the wrong ones. And Pence just could have sent them back to the four or five states that wanted them, and you might have had a different result in the election. Instead, he opened them, and and he went ahead and certified the election, which wasn't, it, it was still in question. It was in question by the House. It was in question by the Senate. So saying that Mike Pence is a traitor is not that much of a reach, I'll be honest with you. But as an American with free speech rights, you can say that. How is that a terroristic threat? Your guess is as good as mine on that. I thought we were allowed to say what we wanted to say. Um, he didn't make a threat to harm anybody. Um, none of that. And, I mean, he was arrested. Um, 
on what I on what charge? In. Well, well let, let's let's talk about how they even found out he was there. And it's Jerry Perna, aunt of Matthew Perna. Go to uh, rememberingmattperna.com. See that video and go find out more about the story. Because he wasn't like one that was uh, originally, we have to find this guy. Wasn't he in the back of a picture or something? Well, he was just, um, you know, I, I was on Facebook one morning, yeah. one night, and I s- saw somebody posted that the FBI had photographs of people who were at January 6th. And I thought, well, I'm going to click on it. So I click on it, and I'm scrolling down, third, fourth page. There's Matt's picture. Wow. And I was just, I was devastated. My heart sank. And I called one of my brothers up in Pennsylvania. I said, you need to go to Matt's house first thing in the morning. I said, his picture's on the FBI website. And Matt had already been alerted by that. Um, Somebody on Facebook, some so-called friend had, you know, turned him in or whatever. And uh, that morning at nine o'clock, Matt turned himself, called the FBI himself to turn himself in. So they didn't have to hunt him down or anything like that. He Honest to God, Joe, he thought it was all a misunderstanding. Of course. He thought, he thought, let me call them and tell them what happened. I didn't hurt anybody. I didn't break anything. It's just a misunderstanding. Um, if he'd have called an attorney first, do I think it would have made a difference? No, because I'm watching how these J6 cases are playing out. Right. And they are, you know, breaking into people's homes at 3 o'clock in the morning and arresting them. No attorneys are present and nothing has changed for the nothing is any different from their cases than with with my nephews. It didn't matter that he turned himself in. How old was Matt? Thirty seven. So he's a young guy. He goes there patriotically. He wants to make sure he says, I support Trump. He's not breaking anything, doesn't do anything wrong. What's the initial charge? What was it? Trespassing? It was trespassing and parading. Um Parading? Parading, what you know, he chanted USA, USA. I guess that's called parading. No, you're allowed to say that again. First Amendment says you can say that. So they they charged him with two things initially. Can't because it was one of the charges. I'm okay. sorry. No, he, so he was charged with those two things originally. At, at what? Yes. Uh, just just there making were four sure. Of them. One of them was aiding and abetting. Um, I can't think what the other ones were. They were the same four misdemeanors that they are charging everybody with. And then about two weeks later, they slapped him with the felony charge obstruction of an official proceeding, which they did that with like 220 other people at the time. And um, that is when it got really serious. And Matt never broke into the actual house chamber, right? No, no, he had never entered the chamber. He stayed with so his wait, then, how, then how did he obstruct something that was going on inside the chamber where he didn't go? Well, how did he obstruct something when he entered the Capitol 45 minutes after they had already adjourned? Yes, exactly right. It's Jerry Perna. You got to go to this website, rememberingmattperna.com. Is Laura Logan's uh, story on the website? Yeah, there's a link on there. It's a part. There's two parts to her story, yeah. and um, it, it really took an in-depth look at Matt's case. And she actually revealed a few things that, as a family, we, we weren't even aware of. Wow. So people should go to that website. Go find out more. It's Jerry Perna, G-E-R-I Perna, P-E-R-N-A. So let's get to where they, they now come up with this extra charge and that and that's what set Matt off. That's what really made things tumble down for him. Right. Matt had been going through this whole year, you know, with postponements and delays constantly, and it was breaking him down mentally. And by December, um, he had finally told his attorney, I just need this to be over. I have to move on with my life. What is the quickest way for this to be over? And his attorney told him, well, then you should just plead guilty and um, you'll probably get six to 12 months in prison. So Matt 
accepted that as, as hard as that was to accept. He did, and he started telling me that he was going to turn it into a positive. He was going to teach the other inmates so that they could obtain their GEDs. He was going to work on getting another degree himself. And all of that changed when um, his hearing was scheduled. And a week prior, he had a bad feeling about it because they scheduled the hearing on the anniversary of his mother's death. Wow. And he had a really bad feeling about it. And he called his attorney and his attorney said, well, I've got worse news. They've decided to not only postpone your hearing until April Fool's Day, um, they are looking to add a sentencing enhancement at your sentencing hearing, which could increase his sentence to upward of nine years in prison. And, and if you don't mind, uh, tell, tell those watching and listening what that enhancement was. It was a, a sentence, uh, a terrorism enhancement. And um, we, we just couldn't even understand it. And Matt thought, you know, his attorney says, well, what you said on the video was um, this isn't over yet. And there were a couple emojis on Matt's Facebook post about January 6th where he put the American flag and he put a little bomb emoji. I mean, I don't even believe I'm saying this. It sounds silly, but an emoji? I, I couldn't even wrap my head around it. And Matt called me on the phone and he was just he was just sobbing, Joe. I mean, uncontrollably sobbing. And he was so worried and he kept telling me that he loved me. And, you know, I lost all of my friends when Matt was arrested and he apologized to me for the uh, must have been the 10th time. He apologized to me for me losing my friends. And he said um, he's just he was he didn't have any hope left. And I says, Matt, stop talking like this. We're going to get through this. I said, we we have faith in God. God's not going to let you go to prison. You're not guilty of anything. He said, well, they keep telling me I'm guilty. I must be guilty of something. And I said, listen, we're going to talk some more. Stop worrying. And, and we're going to get through this together. And that was on a Monday. And um, that Friday, my phone rang and it was one of my brothers. And they said, Jerry, you need to get a plane ticket. And I had been home about eight times that year, just trying to help Matt with his case, trying to keep him on an even keel. And he said, you better get a plane ticket. I said, what's going on? And he said, Matt just hanged himself in his garage. And I, I, I went insane. I, I was, I didn't know, I was screaming. I, I, I didn't know what to do. I couldn't function. I called his attorney on the phone immediately and I told him and he said, no, no, that's not possible. I said, he killed himself. He's dead. And he, he just couldn't believe it. And um, I got on a plane the next day and I flew up to Pennsylvania and I was I was writing his obituary while I was sitting on the plane. The government of the country that he loved did this to him. Yes, they did this to him. I, I, I completely believe that with all of my heart. And they're doing this to other J6ers. You can't imagine how many times I am getting a message from a J6er who is at the end of their rope. Literally, they can't take it another day and they reach out to me and I tell these poor kids, I tell them, you don't want to put your family through this. I don't wish this on my worst enemy. I really don't. Watching Matt's dad suffer the way he has and his brother is heart wrenching. And I, and I try to talk them off the ledge and, you know, I'm only, I, I'm not a counselor. 
I can only go by my experience. And this experience, losing my nephew at the hands of our own government, has been the worst, worst thing I've ever experienced. I don't, I'm not proud of this country anymore. I don't trust our government in any way. And I, I not only lost my nephew, I lost my country too. It's Jerry Perna. She's in the movie Police Day telling Matt's story. You can go to her website, rememberingmattperna.com, rememberingmattperna.com. It was the enhancement that, that pushed him over the, over the edge. And it's sick because all he said was it's not over yet, which means he still thought, just like I thought, that there might be a different result in the election. And because of a, an American flag and, and a bomb emoji, I mean, that's, yes. that's pretty sick. Um, hopefully, you can get justice for him. Uh, and hopefully other J6ers will listen to your word because there was one thing, and we have to go, but there's one thing that I want you to tell my audience. What did the attorney tell you or the prosecutor tell you about that terrorism charge after he passed? After he died, I was going through his paperwork, and I came across the prosecutor's name and phone number, and I just decided I'm calling him on the phone. And I called him, and I left a message, and an hour later I received a phone call back, and it was an operator telling me I was on a recorded line, and um, she connected the call and the prosecutor was on the other end. And he said, first, let me just start off by telling you that me and many of my people in the de- our department, meaning the Department of Justice, were very sad to hear that Matt took his life. And I said, you and your people in your department are the reason he took his life. I said, that enhancement was the straw that broke the camel's back. I said, you scared the life out of him with that. He says, well, if Matthew just could have waited that that one month, I don't think the enhancement would even have stuck with the judge. I tell you, Joe, that cut me like a knife, because in other words, you're just telling me that he did it for nothing, that you'd had this idle threat that you weren't you didn't think was going to stick anyway. But it was that threat that caused my nephew to take his life. It's so sick. But I told him. I told this prosecutor, I said, when you go to sleep each night, I want my nephew's name to be the last name you think of and the role you played in his death. And I hung up. Good. Good. It's Jerry Perna. It's, it's a heart-wrenching story. I told you in person. I'll tell you again. I'm so sorry for the loss of Matt. I wish you were around today. I think we'd get along great. You he would. Sounds like, it sounds like a great guy. RememberingMattPerna.com is the website. Go there. Follow Jerry everywhere. And again, it's Jerry, G-E-R-I. Jerry, do me a favor. Uh, keep in contact. I know that you're still working with other J6ers. Now that the movie is out, I'm sure you're going to have a lot of other people who want to know even more about this story and what we can do to prevent something like this in the future. Can you come back again? Absolutely, Joe. Anytime. I can't thank you enough for coming on today. Thank you, man. We're back after this. Thanks. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. I appreciate you stopping by. Heart-wrenching interview with uh, Jerry Perna. I'm going to put that up on Rumble tonight. Make sure you go check it out. Rumble.com slash J-O-E-P-A-G-S. Her nephew, Matty Perna, was there. He didn't break anything. Walked in the front door that was open. He was there uh, recording it. I think he might have been live streaming it. Didn't break anything. Didn't attack anybody. Didn't get into a fight. At most, you might say trespassing. 
but they add this special charge of terrorism, and that set him over the edge, and he ended up killing himself. Carrie, Carrie, were you in the room? I don't know if you're in the room listening to that. Did you hear the end of that where the prosecutor, what he said? Uh, I did not. What was it? At the end, so so Matt Pernick ends up committing suicide. Yeah. And uh, sadly, and Jerry Perna, his aunt, calls the prosecutor and asks very basically, why did you do this? And he said, we're all so sorry that he's passed. You know, that's a horrible thing. And if he just could have held out for one more month, <laughs> that charge would not have stuck. Okay. Wow. Can you imagine saying that to the aunt? No. You, I mean, no, basically. No, I'm having to listen to that. No. Yeah. The no. government says he would still be alive today, basically, because we weren't really going to charge him with terrorism. Now, imagine this wow. for a second. And again, I'm not saying that you should be somewhere you shouldn't be. There were no signs because they'd been taken down and the berries were all moved out of the way. So he didn't know anything from anything. He's in the people's house along with a bunch of other people. All right, you get over trespass. Uh, you don't get over chanting USA. That doesn't make any sense. But you certainly don't add terrorism to it. What is that? Yeah, I don't know. I don't understand so much of that and, and some of those charges. Truly. And the definition of terrorism has changed a lot since 2001. I mean, I thought I knew what it meant. It doesn't mean you went to the Capitol and and chanted USA, I don't think. And not to my knowledge, no. And And that's what he was charged with. He was charged. They added an enhanced charge of terroristic threats or terrorism or something. Okay. I think it was terroristic threats where he said about Mike Pence, it's not over yet. What? What? But if you could have I mean, held to on me, for one more month, can you imagine I, saying man, that to somebody, no, to a family member? Absolutely not. Because no. if you didn't think he was going to stick, why did you charge him with that? Exactly. To scare yes. him? The, the whole thing is sick. By the way, if you're in distress at all, call nine eight eight. That's the national suicide hotline. Nine eight eight. It's like nine one one, but nine eight eight. Call that number. Talk to somebody. Don't make a snap decision that is irreversible. And again, I'm not saying that Matt was a bad person for what he did. He was he himself was in a corner where his entire world changed and can't imagine facing terroristic threats. Um, that charge in and of itself sent him over the over the edge. 988 is the number. If you're if you're struggling, don't struggle. Get some help. Talk to somebody. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Much more to come. Keep it here. This is the Joe Pags Show.